everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm miserable today. Aww. Hello, Nikki Kinzer. Hi, Pete. I can hear it in your voice. Oh, my goodness. The energy is low. It is low. It is low, low, low. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm, s- <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a little, I'm doing a little cleanse, uh, because I have, I've let myself go. You know that feeling when you yes. just let yourself go. And that's my problem right now. I have let myself go all to hell. And I've gained too much weight and I eat way too much sugar and I'm feeling it. And I need to cleanse it. So I'm on a sugar I'm on day two of my sugar cleanse. And I am all miserable. Oh, so you have a problem. I, that's why I introduce this this show with my story of woe. Because I feel like this is going to help me out of it. Yes. Can you help me out of it? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to see this problem as, as something else. Oh, God, I want to do that so yes. bad. So uh, we're going to do that. We're going to talk about embracing our problems today. Uh, before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com and get to know us a little bit better. You know the drill. Listen to us right there on the website. Subscribe to our mailing list uh, right there on the homepage. And... Uh, we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD and call us. You can leave us a voicemail at 503-664-4ADD. And all of that is really important because we're still looking for success stories. The, the success stories that are coming in are fantastic. We need more. Uh, we are going to do a whole show on success stories, ADHD success stories. Uh, so get them to us by June 21st. What do you have to say? Yes, we want more. We want more success stories because I love seeing what's coming in and the different ideas and uh, definitely want to share them with the community. Outstanding. So bring those yes. into us. Well, June 21st. Yes. Either email, right? You can email mm-hmm. us. You can call us. You can uh, leave a message on Facebook because I've got some... Um, uh, posts on Facebook and Twitter about looking for success stories. So wherever you want to uh, give them to us, we want to see them and hear them and read them later. Please, please share your stories of ADHD success. That's what we want to see. Thank yes. you in advance for your participation. Okay. Okay. But before we do this show on yes. problems, I have to give you a quick update on my garage cell. <laughs> oh, Nikki, I'm so glad. Oh, tell me. Are you now, as I think our listeners are wont to know, a garage sale person? No. <laughs> and I texted you on Saturday afternoon and I said, I am still not a garage sale person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not. And I, I really honestly thought I gave it, I gave it a good, honest try. You can't fault you for that. Uh, no. and uh, But it was a lot of work. I spent most of Friday afternoon and evening um, going through things, you know, trying to organize it in such a way that I could take it over to my mother's house and uh, ran out of time and uh, had to get up a little bit earlier to go over to price everything. And people were coming um, before we were ready for them. And it was really stressful. And I didn't have everything out yet. And uh, oh, that's just rude. It was just stressful. I mean, it was just trying to beat the clock and I wasn't winning. I definitely lost that race. Oh. Um, 
And, you know, we just didn't come out with very much money and, and, and that's okay. I mean, I know that garage sales are not, you know, really meant to have a huge profit. And I remember, I kept remembering you saying last week when you were like, I get kind of offended. Like, why don't you want my stuff? (laughs) (laughs) And it's so true. It's like, I can't believe this didn't sell. Like who doesn't want this, you know? Um, and you do have those feelings and there was still so much left over. And, uh, so, you know, I decided what I was going to keep and what I was going to give to certain charities. Cause there were certain, like we had a lot of, uh, kids books and I didn't want to just give them away. So I, I'm going to actually think about where I want those to go. And, and, um, and then, you know, we got, we did end up donating a lot of it too, but it was just a lot of work, a lot of time. And, uh, it wasn't something that I really care to do again. <laughs> I am so glad that you've learned this about yourself and because I think it'll make you that much more clever in thinking about things to do with all of your stuff when you don't want a garage sale. I know yeah. so many more people who hate garage sales, uh, in terms of putting them on. Yeah. They're hard. Them. It's a lot they're of hard. Work. Yeah. A lot of work. All right. I feel sort of redeemed. So there you go, people. Yeah. I right. am not a garage sale person. We're not good at it. Nope. 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 Mm-hmm. It's okay. Embrace it. Yep. Embrace uh, the problem. <laughs> Embrace the problem. But That's... I don't even look at that as a problem. I've accepted no, now it. It's a, yeah. Now it's a <laughs> badge of on. honor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we are talking about problems today, embracing our problems. And this comes from uh, the godfather, the Don Corleone <laughs> of self-help himself. Yes. Tony Robbins. How did this come about? Well, I follow Tony Robbins on Facebook and there was this quote that he had on there that basically, um, it just really resonated with me. It said, the only problem we really have is we think we're not supposed to have problems. Amen. Yeah. And I just thought, oh my gosh, how true is that? I mean, there was just so much that was going on in my mind that I want to talk about today. And I apologize. I tried to organize my notes to get everything that was in my mind about this one comment, <laughs> which really <laughs> like just, I seriously was thinking about it all week. And uh, so I, b- b- before I go into everything that I, you know, think about this, I did do a little Google research because I wanted to find out more about what Tony Robbins was saying. Like I wanted to know more about this quote. So mm-hmm. I did, I did a little Google research and sure enough, I found an 18 around an 18 minute video on where he speaks about problems and happiness. And we'll put the link in the show notes so you guys can see it. And, uh, it just really resonated with me because I think it's in our human nature to want to solve all of our problems, right? We want to solve our problems and look for solutions and, uh, and, and, you know, fix those things. We want that, right? Sure. I want to fix how you feel right now, <laughs> Pete, with the low energy. <laughs> and the, yeah. And, I mean, we want to, I mean, I think that that's why we have self-help. That's why we have coaches. It's why we have podcasts that teach you and, and inspire you and motivate you, you know, to be a better you. I mean, I get that, but there's also this underlying belief that if you solve your problem or problems that you're going to get something else in return. And I think, you know, for some people it's like, well, if I just 
get this great job, then I'm going to be happy. Or if I just find the perfect person and have love in my life like that, then, you know, I'm just going to have joy and happiness and everything's going to be fixed. Or if I get, you know, a job with more money, then all of my problems will go away. And you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, okay, if I fix this, can I, I can that. I interject? Because this yeah. this reminds me of last week, number six on the How to Be Miserable list by Dr. Randy, Randy J. Patterson, PhD, pursue happiness directly. Right. Seeking happiness directly guarantees you'll find the opposite. You're, that's, that suddenly makes so much more sense to me hearing how you are processing this. Yes. Well, and it was interesting because, I mean, when you think about money specifically. I mean, a lot of people and myself included will think, gosh, if I can just make this amount of money per month, or if I can just get to this milestone, then everything else will be less stressful. I'll have more happiness. But if you look at like some of the richest people in the world, the money is not what's bringing them happiness or joy. Right. Right. It's their connections. It's their relationships. It's how they give back. And it's like, so it's just really, yeah, it all kind of I, I have so much to, to say. Like, I don't even know how to get yeah. it all out. Well, and one of the things that um, Tony Robbins talks about in the videos, he talks about how one solved problem will also, it will lead to a new set of problems. So say you do win the lottery and, you know, gosh, that just solved a bunch of problems, but now you have a whole bunch of new problems, right? Because now you have all this money, you've got people exactly. asking for it, you don't know what to do with it, you don't, you know, you have a whole new set going on now. So one solved problem doesn't necessarily mean that the other one's going to be. Right. And he talks about how there's three different ways you can deal with problems. One is to ignore the problem. And we know that when we ignore the problem, nothing changes. It doesn't go away. In fact, most of the time it just gets uh, magnified and get it gets bigger. Uh, the second way you can deal with problems is you blame, blame someone else for it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's their fault. It's my parents' fault. It's his fault, her fault, my boss's fault, whatever. Um, or you blame yourself for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still the problem doesn't go away. Cause even if you put blame to it, like you can blame your sugar, <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> for, yeah. for feeling bad, right but now it's still, I do. yeah, but it still doesn't make the problem go away. You no. still have to go through this process of, of cleansing the sugar out of your system. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the third is to look for those solutions, to look for strategies and ideas, but in order for the problem to be uh, solved, you have to, requ- you know, it requires you to take action. You have to be willing to change because obviously uh, it's that old uh, uh, quote from Albert Einstein. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the same results, yeah. right? I mean, you right. got to do something different. And one of the things that I, that really hit me with this is I was looking at it, you know, through the, the lens of ADHD. And I thought, okay, well, ignoring the problem is that avoidance strategy that we've talked about, uh, you know, that, that people will shut down. You get overwhelmed. This problem just seems so big. If I don't pay attention to it, maybe it will go away. But, right. you know, as we all know, it doesn't go away. <laughs> it, right. it also right. continues to get bigger. Well, it and it, it goes back to the, uh, you know, one solved problems leads to a new set of problems. Sure, if you wait long enough and avoid it, that problem may go away, but it also may introduce a whole host of new problems you have to deal with exactly. as a result. Yeah, the consequences, right? right? All right, absolutely. Well, and then what I find that really relates to ADHD um, in in these three ways to deal with problems is the blame is usually put on themselves. Mm 
because that's then where you um, get wrapped in that cycle of shame and disappointment and not being worthy, right? I yeah. mean, all of those those feelings that this is my fault. Why can't I solve this problem? So I think that one of the great things and one of the great characteristics of ADHD is perseverance. And so people are looking for solutions. They want strategies that are going to help them. But I think what happens is they're expecting the problem to disappear completely. And then they're surprised when it shows up again and again. And they feel like the strategy somehow then has failed because I still have this problem. Right. And then therefore I have failed. And so we go back into that that cycle of shame. Yeah. And and that's really why I think this this uh quote really resonated with me is that it's that expectation that the problem is going to go away or that we we expect that we shouldn't have problems. You know, we we don't want to live in a problem-free world, right? Or life. I mean, mm-hmm. because it'd be kind of boring. <laughs> I well, mean, not Yeah. You know, I mean, I know it's tough. But what he's saying, what he goes on to say is that the secret is not to solve all of our problems, but rather it's to learn to see them as gifts. There I, there I need you to talk more about that because I am right now uh, feeling like not, crap. <laughs> not feeling like my problem is a gift. <laughs> I am feeling uh, like uh, I have poisoned myself systematically over the last several years to the point where I'm sick. And I have dropped all of the the really great habits that I had had developed over the last you know while and we've talked about them you know I was really I was I was running I was enthusiastic and then I hurt myself uh, hurt my feet terribly for a long period of time healed through that but over the process I've developed some of the very worst dietary habits and that has has that has become a problem and and the you know the. I, I, it almost sounds cheeky to say I feel like I finally come to the point where I have embraced the problem. Uh, it it's not really embracing when I feel like I finally got sick enough to feel like I need to make a change. Uh, but it doesn't feel like a gift in any way, shape, or form. Right, and 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 that's the hard part because you're going through it right now. But I, what I want to say and what I believe in is that. You're doing yourself or you're going through this because you need to take care of yourself. That's mm-hmm. that's the gift. It's not easy and it's not supposed to be necessarily. But the gift is that you are taking this opportunity to say, okay, enough is enough and I need to do something different. I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to learn from this experience and I'm going to do something that 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 matters now going forward. It doesn't matter why the habit stopped. It doesn't matter what happened. That's in the past. You can't change it. Mm -hmm. But what I would have you focus on is what you're doing right now to make this a a big difference to you. You know, how is this going to change you after you get through the next couple of days where you really feel crummy? Yeah. But the gift is at the end. Okay. You know, so let's regroup in about six months. Yeah. Well, and (laughs) if you look at it, I mean, I think that one of the things too, I mean, there's a couple things. I mean, I have so much to say on this. I I don't know why this resonated so much with me, but I think there's a tendency too sometimes for people to compare themselves to others. And so, you know, they think, well, no one else has this problem. Why shouldn't I be able to do this? You know, especially with ADHD, like, you know, this is just this, this constant battle that we're, we're fighting that, you know, it's, it's not perfect. It's not good enough. 
you know, all of these terrible things are going, going on. And, you know, I think that it's perspective too, because you got to look at, yeah, it's a hard time, but what, what's going to happen? Like, can I get through this? Well, you can get through it. This is going to make you stronger. It's going to make you, um, more compassionate to other people because you're going to see other people that, that are going through challenges and and maybe you won't be so quick to judge. Mm -hmm. Oh, true. Very true. I, I want to, I just want to highlight one of the challenges just because I'm in the middle of living it and sort of spent the morning, early morning, uh, deep in the bowels of it, uh, which is that when you are stuck in a place where there is, where you're feeling like there's a problem or you're trying to overcome a challenge, uh, it is so easy to let that kind of comparison, um, take over, right? It's, it's really easy to, like I spent the morning, uh, looking at YouTube videos of tours of other filmmakers studios, uh, as I'm, you know, about to post a new short film to the internet, like it's it's pretty easy to stop and say, well, look at how successful they are. Oh well, I guess I should go eat a box of donuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's just because I'm right, as you say, I'm right in the middle of it, and I'm feeling crummy, and I'm trying to stay super super present in the reality of what is ultimately negative circular logic, uh, and that's hard to do. And I, I sort of want to say it out loud. It's hard to do, and it's okay that it's hard to do, and it should be hard to do if eventually I'm going to come back around that this is a gift. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I <laughs> this know. This is me right trying now, to be super optimistic. But, you know, it's interesting because, like, there's been, uh, in my life, I mean, I remember going through some really difficult oh, uh, yeah. challenges with my husband's health. And, you know, there were times where he was really sick and, you know, I was very helpless. There wasn't anything that I could do, um, to help him or make him feel better. And, you know, I think that the support around me, I had one particular person that was really resonated with what I was going through. And one of the things that she said to me, she's like, you know, just remember everything's going to be okay. It's all going to turn out okay. And you have to have kind of that leap of faith when you're in the middle of it, you know, when you're really struggling with something that's, that's, you know, really tough that having that, that confidence, I don't know if it's confidence or just faith. I think is probably a better word, um, that you're going to get through it and it will become a gift in some way. And I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, it's tricky because, right. I mean, okay. What does gift mean? Like, Mm -hmm. well, if I've lost a bunch of people in a short period of time, how is that a gift? Like, that's not going to feel like a gift. So Mm -hmm. I get that this isn't going to apply probably to everything and nothing does. I mean, nothing is whole like that. I mean, there's always exceptions and stuff, but I think if we can just I, 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 with, with ADHD challenges, the ones that I see, um, most often in, in my work is if we can get to a point where we're not necessarily expecting them to go away, but know that deep down, you know, you can, you're, you're doing the best you can, you know how to manage it and you're figuring it out. It's a work in progress. It's not going to be perfect and that's okay. And being okay with that and, accepting that this is how you do certain things. And that's okay because that sets you free. I think again, it's like push. It's that push of trying to compare yourself to somebody else. Let's Mm -hmm. stop doing that and, and accept, you know, what's going on. I'm doing what I can and take away the judgment and the shame. Mm -hmm. Like I heard shame and judgment when you were talking about 
how did this happen where I was doing all of this and now I, di- I didn't. Yes. Oh, There's I live right that. underneath it. Yeah. And so I think, you know, acknowledging that and um, seeing that that's happened, but now what do you do going forward? Yes. What can you learn from this? What can, what, what has happened or shifted in your life that, you know, this can be a gift. I can go through this cleanse. I can start getting back into my routine and I can start doing this again and not feel bad about what did or didn't happen, you know, in the last year or so. Well, and, and what I do, my sense memory of the whole experience, and this is the, the, the lesson for me that I have to keep in my head, is that once I get over this first hump uh, and clear the sugar out of my system for, you know, uh, three, five days a week, I'm suddenly allowed to see more clearly, uh, um, you know, about the, the journey. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, my head clears and my body doesn't ache as much and my energy is, you know, much better um, sort of metered. And then I can start to see maybe this, maybe there is a, a horizon out there where this feels like a gift. Today, day two feels it pretty sucks. bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're taking your power back. I mean, it's a very empowering um, thought to know that that's going to happen. Like I'm going to be able to get past this. I mean, that's, yeah. that's huge. You know, you're, you're right. taking a leap of faith and you're going through it and you're living it and it, and it, it's icky and it's uncomfortable. Um, but you, you see, you know, just by what you just said that I know this is going to turn out different. It's going to, it's going to be okay. You know, and I, I've been listening to a, um, a great book that was recommended by one of my clients. It's called the book of joy. Mm-hmm. And it's a conversation about joy between the Dalai Lama and, uh, Archbishop, uh, Desmond Tutu. Mm-hmm. And it's just really fascinating to listen to these two spiritual leaders, uh, talk about how we find joy and, and the perceptions that we have or how we perceive suffering and joy and how we as people tend to, bring on our own suffering and they're they're saying well why can't we bring on more of our joy we can bring more joy into our life too and uh and and the compassion piece of that you suffer and then you become more compassionate for others and we certainly need more compassion in this world True. um you know just <laughs> as a whole um but anyway it's a really interesting book and i think it's a it's a good book to listen to and to and to read um if you're trying to figure out how does that work, how does, how can I be joyful, but still, you know, have a lot of bills to pay and I'm in financial debt and I've got all these things that are still stresses and issues and problems. So, you know, on, on a last note, something that Tony Robbins says that I, I really do believe in is he says, you know, once you see your problems as gifts, your life will change and that truth will set you free. And I think that there's just a lot of, um, well, he even says it, it, it sets you free. There's freedom in that and knowing that it's okay to have these problems. It's okay to accept these things. It's okay. If they come back, we can deal with it. We can, um, live through the ickiness like you are right now and come out yeah. ahead at the end and, and see it as a gift at some point, or at least be able to learn from the experience, grow from it and, and keep moving on and, and, and living the life, you know, you're, you deserve to live. We all totally. deserve to be happy. We all deserve to have joy. And, um, yeah, there you, know, you go. I, I think that, you know, the hidden secret of that for me is that you don't know what you're going to learn by overcoming the problems and adversity. 
that you deal with. You don't know how you're going to change until you've done it. And, right. and that's, that is a large part of the gift. That's a large part of finding the joy, which is just to stop and sit back and reflect and honor the experiences that you've been through, no matter how difficult they are. And, um, uh, you know, I just finished working on a project with a, a mom whose uh, son was um, born uh, with Down syndrome and uh, autism. And, um, you know, she'd already had two kids that were a little bit older and she was just faced with this, oh my God. I don't know how to be a mom to this experience. I, I don't know how to do this. And that was a, um, and she ended up becoming one of the most incredible advocates. And this kid is, you know, Downs and autism, whatever, a severe case of charisma. Like I, this is the most amazing kid and he's about to graduate from middle school. And, and it, it's, it's an amazing thing. Well, those lessons you know, there, there's a choice. You could, she could have either sat there and just, you know, dealt with, lived with the fear and the challenge of this experience, and instead became an advocate and raised a, a kid with a real future. And um, that, that's a very special gift, I think. And, and that's well, that's one of those things that I'm thinking about right now. Like, yeah, I, I can it, lose some weight. This isn't that hard. <laughs> it, well, and I love that you're saying that it's a choice that she made because I think that that's really a lot of where. Um, that's a lot of what I'm finding when I'm listening to the book of joy mm-hmm. is that it is a choice. And, and I think that that's where I'm, where, when this quote first really resonated with me, it was like, okay, what, it, how do we get to that point where we feel like it's a choice that, okay, what do I do about this? How do I, how do I look at this differently? And mm-hmm. so I think that the choice is definitely, um, it's that there's something there to, mm-hmm. to reflect on. Um, the other thing too, I want to go back to the compassion piece real quick. I remember talking to a friend of mine whose husband had cancer and, uh, cancer and MS are obviously very different things. Um, but you know, her husband was definitely going through chemo and doing all of the treatments to beat this cancer. And so after I talked to her about how he was doing, how he was feeling, I asked her, I said, how are you doing? And she just looked at me for a second and she started bawling mm-hmm. because I don't think that anyone have ever, has really asked her how she was doing. Right. I wouldn't have known to have asked that question if I wasn't a caregiver for somebody else that was going through something similar. Right. And so we can do that. We can connect with other people by by these things that are heavy and dark and and scary, but we can also help somebody else with just a a simple question that, you know, you wouldn't have known to ask if if you hadn't experienced something similar. That's beautiful. Uh, this there's uh, you know a little bit of heavy stuff, but hopefully ending on a high note. Everybody, please uh, go to t- check out this uh, this Tony Robbins uh, video. We put a link in the show notes, and uh, we'll embed it on the website at takecontroladhd.com. Uh, we hope you'll take some time to check on that and reflect on your own. Uh, let's say gifts. We'll just call them gifts. And, uh, and, and it's gonna be a gift beat. I promise. I'm I'm, t- I'm gonna pull you out of this, buddy. <laughs> Oh, God, I need it. it. The hole is closing in around me. It's so dark. We're here to support you. All I see is Snickers and Starbursts. No. <laughs> they say that once you, like, cut the sugar, the cravings start to go That's away. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. 
Uh, so that's it. Uh, I'm going to be going through that this week. I hope you all will look at this Tony Robbins video and and reflect on your own challenges and sh- send us your success stories. Maybe this gives you some uh, uh, some inspiration, some fodder, some grist for the mill for thinking about your own success stories and in looking at your ADHD uh, as a way to bring you happiness and uh, and gifts in your own life. Thank you so much, Nikki Kinzer. Uh, On behalf of Nikki, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll see you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. 